Tribe Lead. Welcome to the High Performance Zone. I'm your host, Madumeja Salamela. And today marks the very first attempt at podcasting. Today, I've decided to name the very first episode, Genesis, the beginning. If you think about it, the beginning is probably the toughest part of the journey. I, for one, feel that the very first time that you attempt to do something is generally the hardest the specific task is going to be. Think about the very first time you tried climbing a bike, the very first time you attempted cooking, the very first time you attempted skating. It's generally going to be your worst attempt at the specific thing at hand. Please do be lenient on me. But today I've decided that we're going to be talking about tribes and leaders. I am Pulana by ethnicity, which is a particularly small tribe that is found in the northeastern part of Mpumalanga and southeastern part of Limpopo. It has plus minus 800,000 people in population. And like most African tribes, we are given names according to what our parents hope we will be for the family. Which is what particularly gives me the passion for leadership. I for one believe that the names that our parents give us are what we are supposed to be, what we should aspire to be and what we should hope to live up to. Firstly, I would love us to understand what tribes are. Tribes, according to the dictionary, are defined as socially, ethically or politically cohesive groups of people. And this, in layman's terms, translates to a couple of people that come together for a similar or same for the same perspective towards viewing the world or the same definite chief aim right so upon me reading and researching about tribes i discovered the works of yuval noah harari and malcolm gladwell and in both books respect respective books the tipping point and yuval's book sapient they both stumbled on the 150 figure. The 150 number is a number that appears consistently in these people's works. Join me. What makes this specific 150 number special? Humans socialize the largest in primates. This is due to our large brains, which give us the ability to handle social arguments. And the British anthropologist Robin Denbar has come up with an equation which tries and explains this. It explains this for pretty much most pr- primates. He takes and plugs in what is called the neurocortex ratio for a particular species, which is the size of the brain, and spits out the expected maximum number. Ex- humans socialize the largest in the group of primates. This is particularly due to our large brains, which are able to handle social arguments. The British anthropologist Robin Denmark has come up with an equation, which for most primates he takes and plugs in what is called the neurocortex ratio for a particular species, the size of the brain, and it spits out the expected 
maximum group size of the specific animal. If you plug in the neurocortex ratio of Homo sapiens, you get roughly a maximum group size of 147.8 or roughly 150 group size. The figure of 150 seems to represent the maximum number of individuals with whom we are capable of having genuine social relationships with. The kind of relationship that goes with knowing who they are and how they relate to each other. Danbar has consistently went through anthropological literature and the 150 figure constantly pops up. But one that particularly st stands out for me is that the same pattern holds for military organizations. Danbar has consistently went through anthropological literature and the 150 figure constantly pops up. But one that particularly stuck out for me is that the same pattern holds true for military organizations. Denver writes that open quote, this I suspect is not simply a matter of how generals in the rare exercise control and coordination because companies have abruptly stuck at this size despite all advances in communication technology since the First World War. Rather, it is, the planners, it is that the planners have discovered through trial and error over centuries that it is hard to get more and more men to work sufficiently, to work sufficiently and to be familiar with each other so that they can work as, together as a functional unit. It is obviously possible to have larger groups but these impose complicated hierarchies and regulations, thus leading to a need for formal measures to try to command loyalty and cohesion. Here's a thought question. Why is it that even though we know what is the number that we need to have in order to have successful tribes, we constantly try and go over that number and not necessarily use it? We commonly see companies fail because of trying to have up to 520 people forgetting that there's the knowledge of the magical number of 150. Question is, what are you going to do with this newly equipped knowledge that you've gained? Leadership. How do we define leaders? Are leaders the people that are at the very top of positions? Are people leaders because of their qualifications? Are people leaders because of what they have learned? Are people leaders because of the families that are born into you? Well, one thing I can tell you about leadership, even though I'm not an expert, is that leadership is a person that has courage. From the longest of time, my dad has always told me this. Being a leader means that you are the person that's going to stand up in the midst of chaos. When everybody's holding their head going haywire, you're the person that's going to say, hey, breathe. This is the course of action, and this is how we're going to execute the course of action. Leadership needs courage. This common misconception between when people are in high positions and people are leaders, two different things. You could be in a high position, but not be a leader. A leader is somebody that knows when to take the initiative of a difficult case. Is somebody that has courage. There's no particular metric that we could 
define leadership as. Leadership is like a muscle. It's built through consistency. If you go to the gym today for eight hours straight, does that mean you're going to be a bodybuilder tomorrow? Of course not. What it means is that you went to the gym today. That's it. But you go to the gym for today, tomorrow, three weeks down the line, four weeks down the line, going there for two hours each, then you're going to be developing muscles. It's not something that you just pop out of nowhere and do. It needs self-discipline and courage. I feel this has been quite a challenging road, but with being a leader comes with facing difficulty and adversity. A leader can only be termed a leader after that person has faced the metric or difficulty that a leader needs to face. Until then, you're not a leader. Because everybody could be a manager, but it takes a lot to be a leader. Well, that is what I have for you this week. Welcome to Tribe Lead, and this is our very first attempt at trying to open and lead into these waters called podcasting. Thank you very much for listening, and we out. Aye.